Welcome to Marginalia's Daily Readings and Prayers Podcast. This podcast is designed to come alongside you in your daily Bible reading and prayer and to help you stay connected with the life and teaching of New City while we're unable to get together in person. You'll want to follow along each day by reading before listening if possible. You can always find our readings in a short prayer at www.newcitycincy.org forward slash social. Today is Thursday, April 30th, the year of our Lord, 2020. And our scripture readings are uh, Psalm 19, Exodus 20, verses 1 to 21, Colossians 1, verses 24 to chapter 2, verse 7, and Matthew 4, verses 1 to 11. My name is Michael Prevatera, and I'm one of the pastors at New City. In today's psalm, Psalm 19, we read, The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. So question for you, is that the way you view the Word of God? Is that how you feel about the Holy Scriptures? Is that your perspective on the Old Testament law, including the book of Leviticus? I think most of us can honestly say we love the first part of Psalm 19. The first five verses are a declaration about the glory of the natural world and the fact that all creation points to God and worships its creator. And that idea we can get behind. You know, beautiful sunsets, a walk in the rain through the woods, lounging on the beach, listening to the waves and seagulls. Nature is one of the last places in the modern world we find it easy to experience the reality of God and find a sense of transcendence. But then David, the author of Psalm 19, starts to talk about the beauty of God's word, the scriptures, his law. And just to be completely honest, that's an idea that many people find hard to believe, myself included some days. I mean, I don't know about you, but on most days, given the choice, I'd rather go for a walk in the woods than sit down with the Old Testament. And while I do love God's word and believe God's word, much of the time, reading it feels like something I should do rather than something I can't wait to do. I wish that wasn't true. I mean, that says more about the state of my heart uh, than the Bible. You know, for a lot of us, reading and meditating on Scripture is kind of like flossing. You know, people tell us we should do it. We know we should do it. It's not that hard to do. And yet, if our teeth get brushed at least once during the day, that's a, that's a pretty good day. And yet, every time I floss my teeth, I feel great afterwards. I'm proud of myself, my mouth feels cleaner, and I say, I should do that more. Hopefully, um, that's been your experience of Scripture. I mean, after all, David tells us that God's Word revives our souls, makes us wise, rejoices our hearts, and enlightens our eyes. And it tastes good, too. He says it's sweeter than honey. It's better than gold. I mean, right there is an ancient Madison Avenue advertising campaign for you. And yet, sometimes our experience says otherwise. And this is, you know, this is true even for the ancient Israelites. Uh, in today's Old Testament reading, after God speaks the Ten Commandments to the people from Mount Sinai in the book of Exodus, they don't experience joy and sweetness. They are terrified. And they tell Moses, don't let God speak to us anymore or we will die. You know, it might have had something to do with all the lightning and the thunder and the smoke and the trumpet blast, but it probably 
has more to do with the state of their hearts. Because that's what the, the, the reality of sin does to us. It twists good things and distorts our vision. It makes sweet things taste bitter and makes foolishness look like wisdom. A God who is holy, holy, holy is actually terrifying to a sinful humanity on this side of the fall. Moses tells Israel here that if the fear of God is before them, then they will not sin. And that's the same reason the author of Proverbs tells us the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That fear actually helps us see what really matters and what is true. I mean, if I was more terrified by gum disease and my teeth falling out, I'd floss more. The law is good. It leads us in the way of truth, but it also shows us the depth of our sin. It shows us how broken and messed up we are. Every single day we break all of the Ten Commandments in some way, shape, or form, and we usually enjoy it in the moment if we're completely honest. It's true for the ancient people of God as well. Israel received God's law in the wilderness, and while Moses was up on Mount Sinai getting it from God, they immediately started breaking it in an egregious way. In Exodus 32, the people ask Aaron to make them gods, to make them idols. And so he makes a golden calf from their jewelry, and the people worship the idol in this wild, drunken orgy of a feast. And this was just the beginning of a, of a long cycle of, of temptation and sin for God's people. But then in the New Testament, this is today's gospel reading, we read of someone else in the wilderness, Jesus. And in our reading in the New Testament, it's not the voice of God that comes to him, but the devil. And yet, instead of giving in to temptation in the wilderness, he overcomes it. How does he do this? By a sheer force of will? By heavenly power? No, he actually does it through the word of God. Every time Jesus responds to the devil's words, he quotes scripture. In response to the devil's encouragement to make bread out of rocks, he quotes the book of Deuteronomy and says, Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. This is just one of the ways in which Jesus is the true and better Israel. Israel gave in to temptation in the wilderness and worshipped idols, whereas Jesus overcame temptation in the wilderness and worships only the Lord. And the life of Christ shows us what it means to be truly human. A life that is truly human is to be filled with God's word, to delight in God's word. I mean, Jesus is so filled with God's word that he knows it inside and out, that when he's in hard circumstances, it just flows out of him. When you prick him, he bleeds scripture. As he dies upon the cross, he quotes scripture. The strange twist of the gospel is that God was merciful to a sinful people over and over again, knowing that only the sinless Israelite, Jesus of Nazareth, would stand in theirs and our place and receive the penalty for, for all of our sin. And today, he offers us mercy and grace again. And his word offers us a life of joy, sweetness, and hope, despite whatever circumstances we find her, and despite the fact that we might be in a global pandemic or whatever it might be. Thousands of years ago, God told Israel, Love my word, keep my word, meditate on my word, because I'm the God that rescued you out of slavery and brought you out of Egypt. Today, God tells us again, Love my word, keep my word, meditate on my word, because I'm the God that died for you. 
I'm the God that offers you pardon and forgiveness of sin. I'm the God that rescued you from slavery to death. And I am the God who is going to make all the sad things come untrue. One goal of this podcast is to foster community and encourage personal reflection in this challenging season. So reach out to your friend or your community group or a roommate or a spouse. And here's a question to help you do that. What is your view of scripture right now? Not your, your theological view, the correct answer view that it's God's word, but what is your, your functional view of scripture today? Does it feel dry? Does it feel dusty? Does it feel like a chore? Oh, does it feel sweet? What is it? And if what David says is true of God's word, how might you grow in experiencing that? How can you live more by God's word alone in these days? If you think this would be helpful to friends or family, please share this with them and encourage them to subscribe. Links to subscribe can be found at newcitycincy.org forward slash social. You can find more resources related to Marginalia's daily readings and prayers podcasts by following us on Instagram at New City Cincinnati or Facebook at New City Cincy. And as we close today, we invite you to join us and our denomination, the Presbyterian Church in America, in prayer to know that God is faithful. Psalm 26.3 says, For your steadfast love is before my eyes, and I walk in your faithfulness. And Psalm 119, verse 90 says, Your faithfulness endures to all generations. You have established the earth, and it stands fast. Let's pray. Father, in this holy season, we come to know the full depth of your love. You have freed us from the darkness of error and sin. Help us to cling to your truths with fidelity. Lord, you are faithful, but we are not. We get distracted and forget what we know is true. Draw us to you. Teach us to walk in your ways and in your words and make us faithful. Use this pandemic for your glory. Make us faithful stewards of our time, our resources, and the gospel. Use the pandemic to expand your kingdom that people would turn to you in these desperate times. All these things we ask in the name of our mighty Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, thanks for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you.